I'm Stuart Varney. I'm Harris Faulkner. I'm Chris Wallace, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, May 7, 2020. I'm Trey Yingst. As Chinese manufacturers export medical gear, there are rising concerns about faulty equipment. The materials aren't that expensive, and the machines themselves are not too bad either. But the difference between somebody that's been making masks for 20 years and the company that just started making masks is huge. It's an ocean between them in terms of quality. This is the Fox News Rundown, global pandemic. China is producing more than 100 million face masks and respirators each day. As many are exported to countries across Europe and North America, there are numerous reports of poor quality products putting medical professionals at risk. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Leo Friedman, the founder of the shipping company iPromo. The New York Times reports that China started to inspect all N95 respirators and ventilators leaving the country. The policy that went into effect last month is likely to affect the time in which it takes for companies and importers to receive the much-needed gear. The new quality testing inspections can take anywhere between a few hours and a few days, depending on the city where a manufacturer is located. Turkey is also facing criticism for allowing low-quality exports of medical gear. A report in the BBC says 400,000 surgical gowns ordered for the UK do not meet government safety standards. The British Department of Health is reportedly working around the clock to source personal protective equipment. The UK has more than 200,000 total cases and more than 30,000 deaths as a result of COVID-19. A British survey of 2,000 anesthesiologists found that 73% were concerned about their health as a result of limited protective gear. Similar concerns have been echoed among American nurses and doctors. So what difficulties are importers facing around the world as they try to source medical gear, hand sanitizer, and other equipment for clients? The major issue is that back in 2019, before the pandemic, China only had about 120 mask manufacturers. Obviously, as this thing ramped up, thousands more joins, thousands of factories joined the kind of the mask manufacturing process. This is Leo Friedman, the founder of iPromo. His team sources goods for companies and organizations in the United States. He joins us today from Chicago. And so as you can imagine, I mean, the materials are not that expensive and the machines themselves are not too bad either. But the difference between somebody that's been making masks for 20 years and the company that's just started making masks is huge. It's an ocean between them in terms of quality. And that's kind of what we're seeing on the quality side with some of these folks that are buying just based on price. And when when a mask comes to a place like the United States, I mean, is there some sort of regulator that checks the quality or are hospitals and, and doctors finding out the hard way that these masks aren't working right? So I guess it's a two part answer. So there's the N95 NIOSH masks. So they're legitimate, not fake masks. They have the NIOSH certificates, and they're legit masks. There's nothing doctors need to do. They're just great masks. They work off the bat. They're USA certified. Now, the KN95 masks are the ones that a bunch of factories started producing in China. And when we started selling them, we've been importing for 20 years, since 99. And... We know China loves to cut corners. And the way we prevented China cutting corners is we requested a full lab report for every one of those KN95 masks. And so while we may pay 20 cents more per mask, 
we know that these masks are tested and come with a full lab report that truly dissected the mask. But if a company just spun, if a factory just spun up building masks today, right, there no, there's no way for them to get a lab report in today's environment. And so we've been avoiding those factory partners. And so how has your business changed since the coronavirus pandemic started? I understand that you've actually shifted a lot of your focus to tailor to the needs of, of some of the companies that you work with. You got it. So we're in a promotional product space, so branded merchandise, corporate gifts, and you know, 60, 70% of our business and office giveaways and everything in between, that halted to zero. So our core, core business went down by 70 to 80 to even 90% in some segments. But our clients, you know, we have 10,000 active clients, guys that bought from us in the past 10 months, I mean, sorry, 12 months. They go, listen, do you guys sell sanitizers? Can you get us masks for our factories? Can you get us masks for our people? And so, well, listen, we've been importing from China for a long time, and we find new products to import all the time. Masks and checking the quality of the masks and everything else, from gloves to gowns, wasn't really a big deal. We focus, we start with quality, and then we start offering that to our clients. So, like Pepsi, they ended up buying half a million dollars worth of hand sanitizers. Uh, the United States Post Office bought millions of masks from us. Um, and that's kind of the, the way we've been able to survive this thing, is switching to PPE. Certainly. So take me through how a deal like that is cut. The U.S. Postal Service or, or Pepsi, they have products that they need. I mean, are you meeting with these agencies and companies to give them like samples of what you can provide and what you can source from China? So sampling is a huge part of our business. In fact, I think that's the only person that still comes to our office is our shipping person. Some of these deals are these clients have been working with us for, you know, five, ten years. They trust our quality and they need the product fast. So you do kind of, you know, in today's world, you do a 360 video, you provide the lab test reports, you provide the safety data sheet, and then, you know, you get a 100,000-piece order that you need to fill yesterday because that's when they need it. And that's how these orders come about. And a lot of these orders, and, you know, super cash-intensive, business in, in, in general, like most government agencies, they, they won't pay you until delivery, either 15, 30 days after delivery. But factories just require full payment up front. So if you order right now at 10 a.m., we have to wire the money to the factory by noon in order to get the order into production. So, I mean, what are some of the other challenges you face dealing with these factories thousands of miles away, having a range of clients who can actually pay you at a certain time. I imagine also just shipping goods during the spread of COVID-19 has, has changed. I mean, what are some of the challenges that you're facing during this time? So it's actually been Chinese customs and uh, finding cargo space. So United States customs has been unbelievable in working with us and FDA every step of the way when they hit the United States. But on the China side, first of all, a huge chunk of all shipping was done on commercial planes. Those are not flying anymore. Uh, second, Chinese customs is backed up. There's lines as long as 24 hours to get through Chinese customs to get packages checked out. 
And then air freight for those planes has been insane. So, for example, an airplane right now is 5x the cost that it was pre-COVID times. In fact, companies like Lufthansa are using commercial airplanes to ship cargo. And a commercial airplane can only be filled a fourth as much with as much cargo as a cargo plane. But they're getting more for a quarter filled plane than they do for a full plane in the past. That's how crazy the shipping prices are right now. And there's the demand is insane. You've been listening to Leo Friedman, the founder of iPromo. We'll be right back after a short break. So, I mean, when you're talking about this situation, I mean, it's changing on a daily basis, I imagine, just in terms of the number of flights, the cost of these sorts of things. So when you're dealing with a client and they order, let's say, a, a bunch of masks, a lot of hand sanitizer, are there times where as the deal is being cut, these numbers are actively changing and you're sort of having to update clients or, or let's say they make an order one month and then, I mean, as we've seen things rapidly changing, the next month, the situation that you're dealing with is different. I mean, how do you handle something like that? You know, we've been able to absorb the cost for the most part. We wouldn't, if once a client confirms an order, whether it's paid for or not paid for, we will hold the cost. And if we need to lose money on an order, we will do so. And at the end of the day, we'll raise the price in the future. Um, it's, it's never been product cost, with the exception of nitro gloves. It's always been the shipping cost. I mean, they've doubled, I think, two, three times at this point. It's just been insane. You know, there's been another interesting tidbit of information I found out from Chinese customs, and this is hearsay, but I've heard it from enough sources now that it, it, it's a story. Apparently, Chinese Customs has been prioritizing packages going to Europe and to Russia and to other places over United States packages and clearing those simply because of, you know, what's going on in the trade war. And again, I have no concrete evidence, but it seems like the flow of packages to other countries is way easier out of custom, out of Chinese Customs, and it's way more difficult out of Chinese Customs to United States. Well- so taking a, a, a broader question, I guess I have on that is how has the the larger trade war that has been going on in a parallel fashion to this coronavirus outbreak impacted your business? I mean, we see this economic tension between China and the United States affect the New York Stock Exchange, countries in Europe mm-hmm. watching every move that Beijing and Washington make when it comes to these economic deals. I mean, how does that affect your business? I think what's going to happen is at the end of the day, importers like us, we are kind of cost cost plus company, right? So far, if the tariff goes up by 50%, we're going to pass the price on to the consumers. And if the consumer market is able to absorb it, then great. But most likely what's going to happen is the demand will die down and a lot of the manufacturing will either move to Malaysia or India or even places like Madagascar. And or even the United States, hopefully United States, actually, especially with all the shipping challenges. And consumer behavior will change. It's, uh, it's fascinating stuff uh, during a, a rapidly changing time. Leo Friedman, the founder of iPromo. Leo, thanks again for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good day. 
been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Dominich, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Dominich Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.